0: Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro-Khaleesi. And this
1: is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, the ESW, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N. and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Goodgirl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Primal Empress, kazay Clockwork Dork, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca,
0: Naughty and Nice, Butte Payne, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Jess, Kilted Sir Sam, Schrodinger's Kink, May Cry Devil, Riot, M J Stryker, J Swizz, all for salami and chakra.
1: Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons.
0: As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website.
1: If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com.
0: I have two different ways I took notes for this episode. One of them is handwritten in green glitter pen and I can barely see it. <laughs> like, I'm, I have to angle it because it's very shiny and metallic, and I love it, but I can't actually read what I wrote. Plus, have you seen this handwriting? This is like atrocious for me. Yeah, it is. I was trying to write super fast. And I typed out six pages
1: of notes, so I'm good.
0: Well, then I switched to my phone for the notes, and it was better. I just don't have nearly that amount of notes. What we are talking about in this episode No, 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 don't tell them It's only been 37 seconds We have
1: so much to talk about in this episode I feel like we need to hurry up and get started Fine Or there's going to be like a part two Fine By now you've probably heard About the crazy new Netflix show (laughs) That as I was scrolling through Netflix And it popped up on my screen I had to do one of those double takes Like, huh, what? 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 What
0: What did that say? And it's called How to Build a Sex Room Yep, we found it when we were on vacation in our little cabin thing in the woods, and we flipped on Netflix cuz it was pouring down rain and I couldn't go in the hot tub in a thunderstorm. And we we both looked at this and were like, "What? That's a thing?" Yeah.
1: Okay. There's been a lot of talk about this in the kink community. I've run across some different sex educators who have done graphics. They've had
0: some problems with this episode. The show or episodes in uh, well, particular? Well, the, the show, okay. I should say. They've had problems with the shows. I've seen some stuff on Reddit that people have had problems with, too. Right.
1: And I've, I actually watched the entire series twice. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first time, I just checked my brain at the door and sat back and enjoyed it. With your daughter. Well, my daughter came in late. And before anybody starts to send me any hate mail, my daughter is 17 years old. She's well aware that that mommy's a kingster and has a dungeon in the house. We talk about sex and we're open about. So there was nothing that she saw that she wasn't already aware
0: of. And you know what else is super funny about her daughter? So much. But yeah, this girl has the personality of a dominatrix. Yes, yeah, she does. I mean, she's Rara's daughter. So, of course, yeah. she does. But I mean like she she dominates rah-rah for fuck's sake. Like this girl is totally on it. And yet, as a way of rebellion, has decided that she is 100% vanilla and always will be. And I looked at her last time we came over and I was like, "Girl, I was like, this is just you being a, a rebel teenager instead of going, you know, instead of normal people yeah. with vanilla parents, they want to be kinky, you're doing the opposite. <laughs> it's going to change. Your personality is going to win out." Yeah. <laughs>
1: I it. the comments from her were hysterical. She actually didn't mean to sit down and watch, but she got suckered in because the producers very smartly would end on almost like a cliffhanger. Yes. And she came in when there was about to be a proposal of marriage and they didn't show what the answer was as if we didn't know what the answer would be. Well, of course. Right. So she's like, she goes, now I have to watch the next episode. because to And
0: then you have to watch the next right? episode. And it's like very sneaky. Yeah. It bothered me that like an episode wouldn't finish. Yeah, so
1: so she ended up watching that with. I sat down for the second time to watch it, thinking a little more critically, having read some of the critiques from different people and looking for stuff. That time I watched the last couple of episodes with Diesel, mm-hmm. and then he fell asleep. So I don't know what that says, but well, his wore thoughts him about out. it. I tried.
0: You wore him out. That's why he passed out he on He was your couch. so cute laying down on
1: my couch which he takes up a huge portion of it, wrapped in my pink blanket. Because rah, rah.
0: his arm takes up a huge portion of your couch. But he's wrapped up in my pink blanket because he's freezing because I keep my house at arctic temperatures. <laughs> poor guy. The man has bowling balls in his arms I for know. fuck's sake. But my
1: recommendation is you can watch the show one of two ways. You can watch it as a po- as what I call a popcorn show, which means check your brain at the door, eat your popcorn, and just enjoy it. Or if you want to make sure that you know our lifestyle is being presented properly to the public, then you can watch it a little more critically.
0: Yeah. So I've actually got like two opinions on this. I, I didn't watch it as a popcorn show at all. I just watched it the one time and I knew because I had suggested to Rara, I was like, look, we've already done reviews on shows and movies and all this other stuff. We need to do this with this one. And I, I went into it knowing that I was going to be critically thinking about it. And I had already read some stuff in the media going, okay, yeah, so I can understand that. if, And then I was watching for those particular things to happen. I'm just going to say, overall, I liked it. I did have some issues. But overall, I thought it was pretty cute. I'm not going to say it was great. Yeah, it was fucking cute, though. It was like watching Chip and Joanna Gaines... On on um, that, but like kinky, it was weird. Weird because they're pretty fucking conservative. They are so far from yes, kinky as possible. But it was like the 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 way design shows usually right. work, you know. And then it was all I actually skipped like half the filler stuff in the middle of every single episode. When they were just moving the furniture in, I was like, Nope no, no. But yeah, it was it was weirdly cute. I don't know how else to put this. Should we go by episodes? Let's now, go episode or? by episode. So wait, wait, wait. What was your overall opinion?
1: Um, you know, I was, some of the things that I saw the complaints about surprised me when I started to really watch the show in detail to look for those things, mm-hmm. because actually some of the things that they, that people wrote
0: should have happened, did happen. I see. That's the stuff I was looking for too. So you wrote down the complaints, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So good. We'll go over and those. And some of the stuff that people
1: complained about, they're a hundred percent right. Yes. I think similar to what's happened with other things like 365, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and all that, people need to understand these shows are not made for kinksters. These shows are made for vanillas.
0: Yeah, who like to see a little spicy. Right. Who want to be titillated. Oh, there was one lady who was absolutely titillated on yeah. that show. So I, they, when they do stuff,
1: it's not going to match what we as kinksters do because... They, people don't think it's sexy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? But we'll talk about it. And I think a lot of that stuff happened off camera. We just don't see yeah, it. Yeah,
0: well, they cut a lot out. But here's the other thing that I noticed. When you had mentioned pff, several episodes ago, I don't even know when it was. Violet probably knows. But when you you mentioned that in BDSM romance novels, they don't write The boring bits that we do because they're boring. They're not going to sell unless they're a little more sensationalized. So I feel like that's also what happened in this show. Like you have to sensationalize it for media purposes to sell it. They're not – media people are not concerned with accuracy. So true. So – I think that's a lot of what you have to, like you, you half have to check your brain at the door and you half can sit there and go, oh, that's really cool. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so let's start. Episode one. Okay. What goes on behind closed doors is the
1: title. I wrote down E1. That, that would be episode one. There you go. <laughs> I didn't. Have- um, <laughs> we get to meet our host, Melanie Rose. Great name. Right. Now here's again where we talk about production and grabbing people's attention. Melanie Rose is this adorable little English, older English woman with the short pixie hairstyle. There's episodes where she's got pom poms on her shoes. She's cute. And I think the point is, is they are trying to make what's the sex room. They're trying to make it classy. And somehow, so you bring in somebody with an English accent
0: that takes it up classy level. Okay. So not to interrupt and not to skip episodes, but I wrote that down. Yeah. But I wrote it in the finale ah, episode okay. because she there was something that happened and she they said something like they called the the last thing that she did. They called it like a fuck van or something yeah. like that or whatever oh, I it the, was. I know the van. Yeah. It was something. And then she goes, who wrote that? She like totally broke the fourth wall and was like, who wrote this? Who wrote that line? That's bad. And she drapes down her, she points to herself and she's like, this is class. This is, I'm from England. This is classy and elegant. And it was like, okay, that's that's pretty fucking funny. Well,
1: exactly. I mean, you're going to tell me they couldn't find an American who designed sex rooms? Probably. But this made it more palatable for... The Vanillas. Right. She tells the story of how she got into it. She's an interior designer. One day she got asked to create a sex room and that was that. She fell in love with it and began to focus exclusively on creating sex rooms. right? All right. Then we meet our first couple, Taylor and AJ. God, you wrote down their names.
0: I, You have no idea what I've, the, my notes that I've taken. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. They, you didn't share these with me, so I have no, no. idea what's going okay. on.
1: So Taylor and AJ talk about how their sex life is great, but they want to push their boundaries and push themselves. Is this the one in the basement? Yes. But not just in the basement, folks. Picture oh, yeah. this. So you have to go through a secret door next to the refrigerator. It's like a Murphy door, right? Yeah. Mike a Murphy door. And you go through and now you're into the what's the laundry room and you open up another door and you see a stackable washer and dryer. Right. In but a if teeny you look,
0: tiny little closet. If you look
1: down on the floor in front of the stackable washer and dryer is a lift-up door. It's a, a trap d- door. Trap door. Whatever it's called. I don't know if there's
0: a technical name for it that. It is a trap door. Right. You lift up the trap door and go down the stairs and now you're in the basement. Not just stairs. A ladder. Yeah. You had to turn around and right. fit yeah. your ass into this teeny little hole. I, like I was there or something, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sympathizing with Melanie going down, down, this, yeah. down this hole into like this exposed brick, exposed ductwork. It's an unfinished basement. I'm looking at your basement right now and I'm seeing all the exposed everything, but this shit was like hanging. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, and I just kept looking at that going,
1: I don't know that just the process of getting to the downstairs wouldn't mess up my mood for sex. Like, I want to have sex. All right, now I got to open up this door. Now we got to go through this chapter.
0: Now we got to turn around so I don't fall on my ass. And then looking at the space, I would feel so... Claustrophobic And that That was my first impression Was I would feel Claustrophobic as fuck in here So Anyway I Watched this episode <laughs> With daddy Yeah And his first reaction To this Was To About Melanie Yeah He says She looks like my choir teacher From high school Yeah So he was already like Man this is kind of like This is wild Somehow it's okay When the cute little grandma
1: hmm With the English accent Because remember That's important Yeah. Says these words.
0: It was super unexpected. It was crazy. And then he says, um, oh, when she got to the bag of tricks, Mm -hmm. he goes like, oh, that's what you did to me. Except my bag of tricks was a fucking duffel bag that I brought over on our third date. Well, Let's talk about the bag of tricks. Yes. All
1: right. Now, we already learned that Taylor and AJ have already done anal play, Bondage and starting to dabble in some power dynamics. So these are not vanilla folks. They're not starting from scratch. They've already got some experience. They've got some sprinkles and some sauce. Definitely. So Melanie starts pulling out some toys. She pulls out a butt plug, a flogger, and metal handcuffs. Now, this is where one of the criticisms comes up. Why the fuck are we using metal handcuffs? They're not safe. They can cause nerve damage and injury. There are better handcuffs. There's the leather ones. There's ones that have like, I mean, the ones that Melanie pulled out were just pure metal, not even any bluff. They were like, like bluff, police handcuffs. Right? Which comes up later in another right. up with another couple. I'm just surprised. Like with the budget that these people obviously had.
0: Yes. Why the fuck are they bringing out unsafe handcuffs? Because they just grabbed it probably because i don't know so the question then becomes is it melanie pulling out all this stuff or is it the prop people well they give the impression that it's melanie
1: that right. she has these toys
0: i don't think i don't i don't think that's very accurate because anybody who knows anything about that first of all that flogger that's something you or, um not the flogger. Well, yeah, the flogger too. But the uh, crop yeah. that she pulls out, that's something you get off Amazon. That's like your $12. Okay, I got my high five crop Amazon. I get a Amazon. lot of shit off of Amazon. <laughs> but this isn't, none of this stuff was quality. So on the one hand, you can think about it and say, this is just some prop person putting stuff in a bag and be like, use this for now. We'll get you better mm-hmm. stuff later. Let's see what happens. On the other hand, it could possibly be Melanie saying, I use these for the visual. Yeah. I'm going to use the cheapest shit that I can to tote around in my bag for visuals. I'm not going to carry my good stuff around. It's possible. It just, it makes me nervous because
1: again, this show is really geared for the vanillas. Yeah. And metal handcuffs
0: like that are easy to get. Yeah. And I'm worried that that's what people would go get. Amazon. Right. It's so it, it is better to show people the quality and to show people safety first. But like I said, there's one of two ways that this could have been. Yeah. We do get to meet Mike, the general contractor. Oh, God. Lots of stories with Mike. Oh, God. Um,
1: That I had a problem with. And then we also learned about St. Andrew's Cross. And I appreciated the history behind the St. Andrew's Cross. I told you the history behind
0: the St. Andrew's Cross. I didn't
1: say I didn't know it. Okay. I'm saying I appreciated that, that Melanie explained it so that people would know. Then, because it's television and we want to bring production value up, we now... Go away to our, and meet our second
0: couple. Right. Yeah. Raj Raj and Ryan. See, I have all these notes. Man. I didn't write down any names. Oh, I, I'm good. All do, right. Tell know, me. Remind me who Raj and Ryan okay. are because now Raj I have to skip Raj and Ryan down. is a married couple who
1: really aren't looking for kink. What they really want is to reignite their sex life. Reignite like the flame in their marriage. Their bedroom is a mess. That's the one with all the laundry, right? No. Oh. That's Shanika and Matthew. And don't ask me why the fuck I could know that off the top of my head. Because you watched it, is it in twice. My notes. It is in my notes, but I still knew that
0: off the top of my head. Okay, I'm trying to remember which one this um, is.
1: This is the couple with the photo from their wedding. That's them oh. going down the street. Is it the one where the room was like there was nothing in it? There was nothing in it. The That's bed the was like around the corner. Gotcha, gotcha. I remember right? now. Now here's again where I feel that they slipped up a little bit. Melanie pulls out the toys again. Mm -hmm. This particular couple, they're not kinky. They have no interest in kink. They really just want to... Be intimate. Bring the romance back, right? Now, Raj definitely got excited about the toys, but you could tell Ryan wasn't, especially when Melanie pulled out the metal handcuffs. Now, let me preface this by explaining. Raj and Ryan are black. Mm -hmm. She has now pulled out black metal handcuffs in front of a black man in the United States today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, you he could took tell. one look at those things and was like, no. He was really
1: bothered by it. He talked, because it brought up the fact that the area he grew up with and trust issues and the police and all of that. And I just think it was really fucking insensitive.
0: Yeah. You got to read the room. And there was no reading the room there. They were clearly not kinky. Clearly a lot of people on the show were clearly not kinky. So one thing that I did have a takeaway about them though and this I do remember because I now that I know who we're talking about. I actually liked the fact that they were not kinky. The title of the show is Sex Room. Yeah. Not kink room. Yep. I I like the idea of creating an intimacy Area, not necessarily something that is all about kinky. And it doesn't necessarily have to all be about sex either. That part I really, really appreciated.
1: Well, I think that's, I think it goes back to this idea that kink and sex always go together. So, and we know it's, we know that's not true, but that's how it's presented. So if you're going to have a sex room, it's got to be kinky. It's got to be kinky.
0: Like, otherwise, why would you have
1: something specifically devoted to sex?
0: No, I really, really liked that. Like, she called it an intimacy room in that episode. I was like, damn, I really like that. I wrote it down, starred it, circled it, all of that. Because now I'm like, I want an intimacy room. What I did appreciate appreciate was
1: Melanie brought out a feather. Mm -hmm. And Raj really liked that. She liked the idea of the feather, the sensation. And I don't think enough attention is given to within vanilla sex. Things like feathers and, so, and and texture and sensation.
0: Yeah, it's, there is not, the, the, the running joke is that cis het vanilla couples don't have enough foreplay and bringing stuff like that back into it is a big deal. Yeah. It's in it, like, I'm going to bring this up over and over and over again. It is not simply about sex. It is about intimacy. When daddy and I have sex... I've said this before and Robert thinks I'm insane. I don't have the need to come every single time. I don't understand that. Right. But for me, it's about the intimacy that I get from him. And then I'm also edging myself at the same time. So I throw a bunch of kink in there too, but it's the intimacy. It's the connection. I, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. So that's the part that I, my biggest takeaway from this whole show was how often that was actually brought into it.
1: Yeah. I I think People underestimate the importance of intimacy within sex.
0: Yeah. But every time she did like dick handles or something on the walls, I was like, is that necessary? Is that necessary? Really? The penis handles. I love those. Oh, wow. All right. Let's go back to Taylor and AJ because now
1: they're going on a field trip with Melanie to see some kink coaches, which I'm like, how do I become a kink coach? That's exactly what I wrote (laughs) down. I was like, how does one become a kink coach? I want to do that. Well, here's what's interesting is they kept calling them kink coaches but I got the impression these were pro-doms and people who made the toys and people who sold the toys.
0: Yeah, but they couldn't call them that. Right. Okay. So kink coach sounds like just a general, co- like a contracted, you know, thing. Yeah. I guess you've got like um,
1: a way a way to make a living that's not sex related. I don't know.
0: Oh, my God. All right. So
1: here we talked about impact play because, because they have definitely, Taylor and AJ have definitely dabbled in at least the spanky spanky. I don't know if they've used toys. What I appreciated is a quote from Melanie, that impact play doesn't have to be pain all the time. It can be loving, caring, arousing,
0: and erotic. I like that she said that impact play can be foreplay. I wrote that down too. It is.
1: I like the fact that the kink
0: coaches gave some education.
1: They talked about the areas to stick to for flogging, the shoulders and the butt. Another thing that I really enjoyed is, so they the kink coach, there were two, male and female. They asked Taylor if she would be interested in trying flogging, and she said yes. They did a little bit of flogging with the one flogger. Then it was time to try two floggers, do do Florentine flogger. Oh, my God. He had bad skills with that. And Taylor made a, a positive comment about doing that, but didn't actually use the word yes. And the man doing the flogging specifically said to her, is that a Yes. I just wanted to make sure. And he wouldn't do anything until she used the word yes.
0: Yep. And I loved that. Active consent. It wasn't enthusiastic. Did you notice that? Well, this is what I talk about all the time. Exactly. She was not enthusiastic about it. She was nervous and a little
1: worried because she didn't know what it was going to feel like, what was going to happen. But she definitely wanted to try it.
0: Right. But it was active consent. It was a very clear yes. So, yeah, I really, really loved that part. Now, and also, I just really liked watching that guy do his Florentine, oh, Florentine because yeah. that was so, like, Florentinely beautiful. is beautiful. Now,
1: then they lost me. This is where they lost me. Because now they handed the floggers to AJ for him to try on Taylor. He has no clue what he's doing. He hasn't practiced. Nothing. And they let him start flogging her and hitting her. No lessons on how to swing, how to aim, nothing. Just, here, have a flogger go hit her. Okay,
0: but what if that part was off camera? Well, and I wish that they had at least talked about it. Like, so... Do you remember when we did this and I told you we're... Okay. One of
1: the complaints about the show was they said there's no negotiations, there's no discussions about consent and safe words and all of that. And yet, at one point, Taylor did give consent by saying green. Mm -hmm. So there has to have been some off-camera discussion, let's say, about the stoplight system, for her to have known to use the word green. So... I just wish they would have given some indication that maybe that's not where they started with just handing it to
0: him and saying, go for it. I truly don't think that they would have just handed it to him because when I noticed his technique, I also noticed the the kink coach coming in and sort of directing. And he was doing it from the background. He came in and he pointed it out again. And AJ yeah. was actually trying to stick to the shoulders, to the butt. Yeah. I did know. Well they talked about they talked to
1: Taylor talked about the fact that he seemed to have more fun when he was hitting the butt. He felt more comfortable hitting the butt. Right. Which is important because then Melody got them a spanking bench. Right. So he could work on the butt area. I
0: really truly feel like there was a lot off camera because this each each okay, so each episode is what? Anywhere from thirty-five to forty-five minutes. Right. And you're getting twenty minutes of each couple. Yeah. So there's a shit ton that happens off camera.
1: But I think they need to be careful what they show on camera versus off camera because again you have to assume the vanillas are watching this.
0: Clearly, the editing person is not kinky. Clearly. But I am 100% convinced there's a shit ton off camera. Well, here's something else
1: that people complained about, and I 100% agree with them on this. The furniture shows up oh, God. at the house, right? I wrote this too. And it's marked as exercise equipment, but it's really spanking bench in the St. Andrew's Cross. Melanie and Mike, the contractor, are outside on the front lawn, it looks right. like, Right. And they just start opening it up and pulling out the equipment.
0: And laying for anybody on it. Everybody
1: could see. Ugh. Also, there is Mike's adult son, Jeremiah, who's Who watching all this. Looked
0: like he was in hell. Right?
1: And then right in front of everybody, Melanie lays down on the spanking bench. Mike picks up a flogger from where? I don't know. And starts hitting her. In, in front, front of, of his son, son. Who's so obviously uncomfortable. Where the fuck is the
0: consent from the son? Exactly. And we have discussed this before in the public kink episode. Yeah, You need to have consent from anybody who can view you or you are engaging them in non-consensual voyeurism. I mean, you are outside in
1: the front yard for anybody walking by to see it. Now, I know people say, well, people have had to sign releases only if they're on camera, not the neighbors and not if they're not on camera. Right. So they, neighbors could be out on their front porch going, what the fuck's going on over there? They're not on camera, so they haven't signed any release, and now they're viewing this. And on top of this, it is very obvious from Mike's, you guys can't see this, I'm doing air quotes, technique, that yeah. he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing.
0: Not at all. He's just swinging it willy-nilly. So I went from being
1: excited that they talked about uh, explicit consent and using green to this.
0: That really, I wrote that down. I had as about as many details as you on that one. Like all this whole bullet point section here, I, I was, I was watching this, just going, looking at that son's face. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like he is really. Well, and then he said something along the lines of,
1: "You know, what would mom think?"
0: Yeah, so, exactly. Like why? Why is the contractor doing all of this? Yeah, and he did that throughout the entire series. Well, you could tell he doesn't. He doesn't think highly of kink. No <laughs> No And Melanie got More and more Like okay no Just Like with him But it, They kept doing it Like the That was actually The part that I ended up Skipping the most Was anything with Mike in it I was like nope Done Well we finished the episode With the reveal of
1: the room I'm Not gonna go into too much detail About the review the, the room It's beautiful It is They're all beautiful I mean And you guys can, if you want to, at the end of all this, decide you want to go watch it, go for it. But we've got... We're, that was only episode one. And we're at 27 minutes, yeah. so... But I will say, my notes get less and less as we go through, because I got the impression as we went on, they they started rushing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And there's also less problematic things. So let's go to episode two, entitled, Swank and Sexy Honeymoon Suite. This was the shower one. Yeah, That's well, what I wrote down. Well, we have... Our couple, we we now go back to our couple Raj and Ryan, and then we're also going to get to meet Hannah and Wesley. The shower. The shower. Oh my God, that shower. Oh. All right. So Melanie thinks that Raj and Ryan have difficulty with communication about sex. So she brings them somewhere to work on their dirty talk. Yeah, like the sound booths? The sound booths where they each have to talk. And what was interesting is poor, poor Ryan was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I really felt bad for this guy. And I understand, look, I suck at dirty talk. It when I because I try because I know Diesel likes it. He mm-hmm. dirty talks to me all the time, and so I try to dirty talk, and I just fa- sound, feel like I sound stupid. <laughs> so I'm not very good. The running joke is I pretty much have one word that I say over and over during sex, and fuck. that's fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's how you know you're doing it right. When I I, I can't speak because what is my new? The my one new,
0: time Ra Ra goes nonverbal. My new
1: tagline: I have the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, 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 fuck is Rara's version of nonverbal. Yes, exactly.
1: And so she gives him ideas like, say this, but put it in your own words. He couldn't even say things like cock or dick or what was it? I love when you put my dick in. I love when you You put your cock in. Put my my cock cock in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. He couldn't say that. He's like, when you go down on me. Yeah. Like that. So here, like Melanie, read the room. This guy. Is uncomfortable. I think it's gonna take a lot more than you to make get him past that. He need they need like a sex therapist. Something, right? An intimacy coach. And so then you see Melanie unpacking and getting the room ready. She's pulling things out that I found very troublesome considering Ryan's responses. I mean, she's put the handcuffs up, but at least they're leather handcuffs this time. Yes. I saw them, right? So that's good.
0: There's flogger. But they, they, in this case, there shouldn't have been handcuffs right? at all.
1: There's a flogger. Why? Nobody expressed any interest in flogging. It was just a lot. I mean, if you'd put feathers all over the place, that was great. Raj really wanted that. I think she did actually put a lot of feathers everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, we get to see the room reveal. Mm-hmm. And it is... I will tell you a lot of these rooms were a lot for me, not my style. Clutter. It wasn't even clutter. It's just I like a simpler, cleaner look for me.
0: A lot of it was cluttered. But I mean, that also has to do with like the staging because she's a designer. They yeah. do staging. This is her. She's an artist. This is her medium. Right. I get it. But at the same time, God damn, there was a lot of stuff out in the open. Raj called it.
1: She said, it's not a sex room, but an elegant romantic space. Yes. And I thought that was beautiful.
0: I don't know how Ryan
1: feels about all of it, but Raj was really happy. And I hope for her sake, there's more sex now. Yes. Because these two couple, it was very obvious they love each other, but yeah, they needed uh, a little bit of help. Yeah. He was just really uncomfortable with most of it. Okay. So now we come to Hannah and Wesley. I loved Hannah and Wesley. They had some great lines. They were so cute. They had some great lines and I'll share them as we go along. But one of my favorite things is they talked a lot about their difficulty in sex because of the size difference, which made me laugh because their size difference is nothing compared to the size difference between me and Diesel.
0: Maybe you should get one of those right? uh, little uh, shades, sex shades that she had. I took one look at that thing and I was like, oh, a liberator bed. Yeah, that's what I said too. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching it with Diesel and I was
1: like... I said, our friend Highland Tiger has one of those. I know. Right? I know
0: that thing. We know exactly what
1: that I've was. actually done a, 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 an impact scene on one.
0: Well, I was just laughing because she kept calling it a, a sex chaise. I was like, no, it's a freaking liberator bet. And daddy looked at it and goes, we should get one of those. I was like, okay, you have $400 to spare on that thing. And I, I Googled it. It's straight up $400. Their problem is, is they have full-time
1: jobs that keep them busy. They have a young child and it, and on top of that, their sex drives aren't lining up. Hannah wants more sex than Wesley. Like they explain like for Wesley, he wants food first. Right. While <laughs> Hannah wants sex first.
0: <laughs> Maybe
1: they should get into splashing. Well, my answer would be then Wesley, eat me. Because now you get to eat that, right? Now you That's get your food. food. <laughs> you get your nutrition. <laughs> They also have no space for themselves. Their child has taken over. I love when they say how they've been, how they're decorated in children. There's like Legos all over and they go, look, we've brought in bright colors because you see the lime green and the (laughs) orange Legos, right? The kid has even sleeping in their room, which is anybody who has kids knows, kids are the biggest cock blockers in the planet. It's amazing there's ever a second child, let alone
0: a third child. Well, you only get the second child after the the first one starts actually sleeping in their own room again. They describe themselves as spicy and not kinky. That's their actual words. She
1: is more dominating and he likes to be told what to do. In fact, he grew up in a really ultra conservative family where he was taught sex was bad. He talked about listening to abstinence tapes.
0: Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I bet you we know people that have done that and have had to go through that. The worst that happened to me was I went to Catholic school for middle school. Well, you know, it's really funny because... I mean, I grew
1: up with sex being a topic we could talk about. It wasn't an issue. Um, Of course, I, I, as I do with everything else, take it to a whole different level. I mean, my poor kids. All of your kids are vanilla now because of that. (laughs) Yes, I've
0: I've just haunted them. Hey, there's a parenting tip. If you want your kids to be on the street and narrow, just don't be that. And they will rebel (laughs) in the opposite (laughs) direction. Um, Once again, Melanie comes with her
1: toy bag. But I like the fact that before she pulled a single out she asked for consent she asked if it was okay she learned
0: it it looked like she learned from that other dude being so from ryan being so fucking uncomfortable yeah well
1: and then we go here's the fun part so melanie decides to bring them to a dominatrix and the first thing they see is the dominatrix using a dragon tail on her slave the looks on their faces like what the fuck but my very face this is then it generated my absolute favorite part of the entire series. So the two of them are sitting on the sofa doing their talking to the camera. And she Hannah starts off saying, It's a little intense for me. And Wesley says, like varsity BDSM going on. And she says, Yeah, Wesley and I are more like community college BDSM. <laughs> And then he says, if that, we are more like small town high school BDSM. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's a little. I loved that. That cracked me up. They were cute. They were so cute. Right.
1: Um, I appreciated that at this point, Melanie is starting to talk about the fact that there was negotiations to consent given between the dominatrix and her slave because I think that's really super important for Vanillas who are watching this to understand that they have negotiated, he has given consent before that Dragon Tail ever comes out. And I'm also really glad that Melanie realized from Hannah and Wesley's reactions
0: that maybe this was a little too much for yeah, them. She hightailed it out of there with them, right? And then they created the room. Got this was this was Daddy's favorite room out of okay. the entire series. So, they created a special shower that
1: was spectacular. It was huge. So it would fit the two of them. Because they specifically said they liked shower sex. Right. But they couldn't because there just wasn't room. Right. Right. You know, I mean, look, Wesley is not only tall. He's wide. He's a huge man. Yeah. He's a linebacker of a man. Right. So I I could see why they needed it. But I still felt, again, that the room had a lot. Like, a lot. There was the penis coat hanger things. The, the wallpaper. Right. There were floggers. There were butt plugs. A lot of kinky stuff, which I didn't get the impression that Hannah and Wesley were looking for. No, they just wanted a giant shower. They wanted a place where they could get away from their kid who, remember, the sharing their bedroom so they could have sex. I did like the Murphy door. Well, that, that was really cool. So you go into the basement and then there's a bookshelf looking thing mm-hmm. which turns out to be a murphy door and you open it up and you go inside and there's their s- secret sex room
0: i thought that was neat and actually one of our friends in the patron group said that she and her husband were like yeah if we if we're gonna design a sex room we want a murphy door right i will say
1: i am jealous beyond belief of that shower yeah god me too it was gorgeous
0: but we actually kind of got
1: ahead of self the room reveal was actually happened in episode three but
0: well whatever we have to speak about it all right
1: episode three best basement ever that's what it's called. I just, I didn't name these things. Okay. All right. So we finish up with the room reveal for Hannah and Wesley. We get to meet Orlando and Matthew. And then, just to confuse you even more, Shanika and Matthew. they two different Matthews. Right. Okay.
0: I actually wrote those down. Did you? Oh, good for yeah, you. I wrote down the names. Okay. So
1: I loved Orlando and Matthew. I loved the fact that the show featured a gay couple. They were
0: probably one of my favorites, to be honest. Oh, my God. They were. The personalities on these guys were just hysterical. They were so cute together. I love them. I love them.
1: They obviously are a lot more comfortable with toys and leather and BDSM. And in fact, they actually asked for in their room. They wanted the room to lend itself to the exploration of BDSM pain versus pleasure.
0: It's I wrote that down pain versus pleasure. And then I said he actually had this line. He he says for them pain is pleasure. Uh Uh-huh. They were leather daddies. Well, one of them was a leather daddy and one of them was like a leather switchy? They were both leather daddies, but one was daddier than the other. The bigger <laughs> the were? bigger guy with the glasses.
1: They both had glasses. They both had glasses. Orlando. I think what based on upon watching them do their photo shoot. Yes. I think Orlando is, is the one in charge over Matthew.
0: Was Matthew the white guy? Yeah. Okay. When I saw Matthew take off his shirt for that for that photo shoot photo shoot, I went Damn! What well, was and really even funny... Daddy, as- even Daddy took one look and he goes, that was unexpected. What well, was really funny is so
1: then Melanie was admiring that. And Orlando said he never works out, Matthew. He, that just
0: is God-given. Yeah, no. No, liar. No, he just might just be... You can't have a six-pack like that and not work out. Yeah, you can. Fucker. Now, this is Matthew's apartment. So,
1: one of the goals with the room was to make it someplace in Matthew's apartment that was theirs. Mm-hmm. Orlando and Matthew are long distance. They don't live together. So the other thing that they wanted was the ability to take video and photos so that they could do... Uh, they send, send it to each other. They send yeah. it to each other. Or they might have um, a night together from their respective apartments. They introduced Tom of Finland, who I had never heard of. Who is an iconic gay artist who produces highly stylized erotic gay images. That's why you've never heard of him. Probably. And then they did a whole photo shoot.
0: In that style, right? In that style. And oh my God. Beautiful. Those were fucking hot. Beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at this just going, oh my God, the art of this. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning fucking photos. Okay. And their room turned out fucking Fantastic. The black in the wallpaper that she put in, the textures all over this room, I lost it. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. It was beautiful. It was everything the men wanted. It was
1: perfect. There were restraints and toys and hard, hard points. points and video
0: camera. I mean, it was everything they the, wanted. I think she put the webcam like in the mirror or on oh, top right, of the ab- mirror. Right on top of the mirror. Yeah, oh my God, that was brilliant. It was everything about this room was just perfection. Right. I really had including the dick coat hangers. Yeah, I will say I had zero issues
1: with the whole Orlando Matthew section. I think they, I think the show and Melanie. I don't think got I had it all any right, either. Right. Then we get to Shanika and Matthew. Uh-huh. Okay, so we start off with Melanie talking to the couple about wanting a sex room and the fact that their three kids are impacting their ability to find time for sex. But we started off horribly. Yeah, because they're standing in the family room with the kitchen behind them and, and they're can, talking about their sex life and you can
0: clearly see their teenage daughter standing there and i made several comments about that to daddy while we were watching i was like is that their kid he goes no that's got to be somebody from the set no no look she's cooking and it, she looks really young i was like what is happening she looked like she was what about 13 or 14 <sighs> early high school at least I was just like, are you kidding me? What it- No, these kids should not even be there. No. The little guy, the little one answered the door and and they did
1: send her upstairs so she didn't hear the conversation. Oh my god though, but the teenager was in the back, right? The whole time, which is not cool. Look, I who am open, open, open with my f- kids, who know everything. I would not have that conversation in front of my kids because my kids don't need to know specifics about my sex life. No. I, yeah, no, I that mean, if really they asked me, me a question, I'd answer it, but no, that was like forced upon the kids so totally without consent. Here comes the sad part, though. Yeah. Yeah. Shanika said she's not satisfied enough, and she wasn't even sure she's ever had an orgasm. And when Melanie asked Matthew if Shanika has had an orgasm, his answer was, I think so.
0: Yeah, that's not good, frankly, in a marriage. That's not good. No. Like, I almost, I I was looking at that going, well, that's tanked. Yeah. I really
1: admire Shanika's willingness to discuss this on television because I think a lot of couples have this problem where the one partner is perhaps not satisfied with what's going on and the other partner's clueless about it. And I know a lot of women specifically who struggle with the fact of having orgasms during sex it's not easy for them. And maybe it's extra work, it's harder. And their partner is or isn't necessarily willing to
0: put that effort in. Well, look, I'm going to say right now, I do not have penetrative orgasms. I had one, one time, and it was actually with daddy. But it was like, it took a lot to get there. And there was a lot more involved before that. Um, But we solved that by getting these teeny tiny little bullets. And while I'm riding him, I have the bullet on my clit. So like it's vibrating and I'm rubbing against it while fucking him. So like we solved this problem pretty easily, but he is not one of those guys that is like, no, you can't have a toy. I should be all you need. No, he makes damn sure I get what I need. So I don't understand. Like, And it is, it's a lot about communication. It's a lot about you have to tell them what you need. You have to tell them what to do, right?
1: Communication. There it goes again.
0: Why do we keep bringing that word up? I don't know. So, like, part of it is them not wanting to hurt their partner's feelings. I understand that. I really do. But at the other
1: same time. But as somebody who was married to somebody with an awful sex life, you got to tell them. It builds resentment. You got to tell them, dude. You know, in my situation, I did tell them
0: it didn't help, which is why we're not married anymore. In my one, of, in one of many reasons. We have the same reason. We both told them and they were like, yeah, I'm asexual. And they were like, oh, well, no, I'm out.
1: Mine couldn't admit he was asexual.
0: Well, yours is. Mine actually did admit he was asexual. And I was like, well, OK, what do we do? And he goes, I guess we get a divorce. I was like, probably. But
1: I just that takes a lot of guts and courage to to say that, especially, you know, I kept thinking I was talking to Diesel when he was watching it with me. I'm like, all their neighbors now know that they're not having sex and she may not have had an orgasm and her family
0: and her friends and her coworkers, like the whole fucking world. I don't think I'd be in on are when their kid watches right? it because they're going to find it on Netflix.
1: And I'm, you know, somebody who's pretty much shared most of their life here on the podcast for other people to see. I, that's still like, I talk about positive stuff like that's So I give them a lot of credit for doing that. And, um, My other concerns were, I would like to know what Melanie's background is because like she was almost providing marital counseling.
0: Yeah. um, If you're not a counselor, you should probably not do that. I mean, I think she did it like as a friend. And of course, they were doing it to sensationalize the show and to get it a little more. But that wasn't what the show was supposed to be about. Yeah. So I was a little confused by that myself. And then at the very end of the episode, we are briefly introduced to...
1: Sori and Lester and we end on a very very shocked Melanie as she finds out that Sori and Lester are part of a family poly family of seven
0: yeah I wasn't prepared to like them as much as I did I want to I want to go back to one thing about Shanika and Matthew that I wrote down um, during their can we talk about their reveal yet or is that the next episode well technically it's the next episode okay well I'll stop then alright so we start off episode 4 called Sexy
1: Vegas Glam Suite and we get the reveal of Shanika and Matthew's room and then of course we start working on Sori and Lester so if you want to talk about the the reveal of Shanika and Matthew's room was this the purple one
0: no I'm confused again okay well okay no this is the one that had the stripper pole we had two. There two, were two, stri- there were were two stripper poles. Stripper- this was one that had a stripper pole, and this is another problem that I have with that contractor, Mike. I hope they get rid of him because when he was swinging around on the stripper pole, it actually really annoyed me. Like I don't just him. <laughs> well, because he was making fun. It was
1: very obvious he was being negative about everything, and derogatory,
0: and just
1: wasn't. And I, I, okay.
0: he was supposed to be the the comedic relief of this. It wasn't working. Yeah. What he he was making fun of. Everything. All of it. Every single sex thing in there. Like, I don't... You shouldn't work with a contractor who's not kinky if you're building kink stuff. Yeah. Just don't. Um, One thing that I did think was really cute, though, depressing and cute at the same time. When Melanie took Shanika to the sex store and she was showing her the different vibrators and one of them was the clit sucker, (laughs) she goes... Do you know, the woman was like, what do you, Shanika, she was like, what do you do with this? And she goes, what goes in your clit? It sucks your clit. And she goes like, what, really?
1: I was very fascinated. And again, I commented to Diesel. I was really surprised that these obviously 40 something folks had never been exposed to things like vibrators and didn't seem to know anything
0: about it. I know people like that, though. And
1: And I'm not sure why. I can't say that as a kid. My mom necessarily taught me about vibrators
0: and stuff. No, oh, but when you go off to college, you need one. I don't know if I, I d- had one. My mother found mine when I moved out of her house. So, and she put it in a plastic bag and then gave it back to me. <laughs> um, I was not personally a fan of their bedroom. It was what what I would call
1: ungepachket. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> ungepachket? God bless you. <laughs> is, that, is that another Yiddish word? I've yes. just always used it. So I, I never don't know really what that of, is. It's got to be Yiddish. Yeah, ungepachket. It's like, it's just a lot. It's a lot. That is so Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say tight. <laughs> it's one of my favorite words. you never said What's it. What's really cool is I spelled it. I wrote, I actually wrote the in my notes, ungepachkut. And I'm like, how the fuck do you spell that? And I spelled it and Google did not tell me I'm wrong. So it's, I don't know if it's, they they were thinking it's not really a word or what. It's vaguely angry German. <laughs> well, Yiddish is based upon German. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why it sounds vaguely
0: angry German all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You'll see a lot of. Similarity between German words and Yiddish words. Okay.
0: All right. So. Well, actually, English derives from German, too. So. There we go. Uh, so that's what I have to say about More that. More random shit All right, that Let's I know. go back to, to this
1: awesome couple of Sori and Lester. Or not couple. Well, they are. They're dating. So. They were married, did, but. They were married. They got divorced. But now they're dating.
0: Yes. Which, Which and makes. And they're dating everybody else, too.
1: Well, Sori has some big fantasies.
0: Sori. Is, is the a biggest a kinkster in this show to date? She's into CBT, bukkake, water sports. Yep. And what what was her biggest request? Would that there be a drain she somewhere some in the place room drain so she
1: could do water sports? Um, they already had a whole bunch of sex toys, including collars and ball gags and impact toys. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, I loved that Lester had them all organized in the drawers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Made my Virgo heart happy. <laughs> then at one point Melanie pulls aside a curtain and there's a dog cage and I love it she's like um, that's a dog cage is that for dogs and so or sorry's like no that's for people?
0: me sorry's like no it's no, people it's I go people. in <laughs> there
1: which gave Melanie a chance to teach about cage play which I thought was great again let's let's freak out the poor vanillas and add something else yeah Um, They had a great discussion about being poly and what it means and being able to love more than one person. Oh, 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 yeah. One
0: thing that I wrote down, exclamation points, I just showed this. For for a few notes, this was important. Yes. There was like four pieces of notes on this episode because I was just like staring at it. I forgot to take notes on this episode because I was so into it. Yeah. But the biggest thing I wrote down when they were showing the toys, showing Melanie what toys they already had, I was like, oh my God, that's a motherfucker. Yeah, they did have a motherfucker. I laughed my ass off when I saw
1: that. Um, we get to meet the members of the family. Though, if you notice, there were only six.
0: Yes, I did. So, I number kept,
1: seven was missing. I kept counting, counting them. Right? So obviously, number seven did not want their whole life on camera, and I totally respect no. that. What I really loved about this poly family is obviously, though they never use the term, they obviously do kitchen table poly. Yes. This group gets together regularly, they are all intertwined,
0: I think. Like, I don't think they ever went into who's specifically dating who and who is a metamore, or I don't know if they're all with each other. I, well, I think some are crossovers. Yeah. I got the impression some of the guys are bi. Yeah. Well, mo- a- almost all of them were. Right. And Lester. So- Lester was definitely. Arturo. There was you a- remembering the name? A- Arturo was the voyeur. Arturo was the voyeur. Prince was the hot Viking. Ah. I was, with, the, with the man bun who's
1: into rope suspension. Well, he
0: also did a braid at one point. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh.
1: <laughs> Melanie went through and asked each member what they want in their sex space. Which I thought was really cute. All right. Prince is the kink says he is a kinky fucker. I did like that. And his thing is suspension, so he definitely wants rope space. Um is a voyeur, so he wants the ability to watch and make videos. What? Yes.
0: I have to jump to their reveal. Because of that, okay. When when she revealed Arturo's space, the room behind was, a
1: closed door with a little window. With the window, I like. Just buy the poor guy a trench coat, I why was don't like, you?
0: Really, a window with a curtain? Really, give him a fucking peephole around different sections of the room. Not a fucking window <laughs> with a curtain in the closet with all the toys. So we talked about Sorry wanting a
1: drain so she could she do her water her drain. and And several people mentioned they needed a giant cuddle space. So Melanie was making a humongous bed that they
0: could all. It was a custom made bed that they could have a right? giant cuddle puddle in. Which and then this is I think this is the episode where I noticed she was getting bigger and more extravagant. Their budget went up. Well, she could.
1: Up. Well, she could because these people were kinky fuckers
0: and they yeah. wanted shit. But then she gave them a drop-down movie screen that was. So aimed they could do movie nights their on bed their beds because, and that was the other thing. I was like, well, they they are clearly all together because they have movie nights together. Well, as I said,
1: kitchen table, Polly. Right. They all, even if they're not sexually involved with each other, they're all very comfortable. They're with all each very other, cuddly. Right? Um, so Melanie goes shopping. For stuff for the suspension part. And she's looking at Shane specifically. And I loved the fact and appreciated the fact that they were actually discussing weight weight rating, easy for me to say, and making sure what she was getting was safe and something wasn't rated properly for the weight they needed. So she said no to that. And I loved that. They also introduced a Sibian. Because Melanie was excited she could do... She's been wanting to do a Sibian and somebody would actually know what it was.
0: Yep. And then they did. Oh, yeah. They They were so excited. Is that a Sibian?
1: Right. And they also got a bondage table, which looks like a massage table on top, but has a cage underneath.
0: Yeah. And then Sori, like, immediately crawls into the cage because, like, that's her thing. I was like, dude, you nailed this. Right, We got... That's where I try to put daddy jay for a nap in one of the yes, tables i like will that. forever see that as daddy J's nap space <laughs> just, now
1: right we also got a glimpse into megan and dave they wanted a space that wasn't kid related and was just for them but they specifically said their vision for the room was not a dungeon yeah but a spa
0: megan does like touchy-feely textures dave Which- likes I I brought that into my thing because when she mentioned that and then Melody immediately went into this um, thing where like they don't want it overtly kinky, my first thought was good for you. Right. Well, I I did have a problem with the fact that Melody described that as making things difficult for her. Which is not cool because... All you have to do is be a regular designer for that. You're allowed to be vanilla, folks. Yeah. And again, this comes back to what we said earlier about intimacy rooms are perfectly fine. In fact, if I were going to do this, if I were going to be on this show, I would not want a kinky room. I'd be like, sorry. Yeah. No. Come well, down here. Come down here into this basement. And No, you would just have her design your party dungeon. Yeah. I understand that. I, on the other hand, I think I would actually prefer what, um, what are these two? Megan and Dave. Megan and Dave. I would actually prefer theirs. Where the one where they brought the outside inside and they had the patio and all of that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd prefer that. I would rather have the intimacy room to be with my husband and to make that a little more awesome than to have, like, I can do my own kink shit. I've got one in the basement. Not a problem. I'd rather have it. Yeah. Yeah. I just,
1: it seemed like Melanie was judging them, which is so not cool. As kinksters, we're not supposed
0: to judge. No. And and kinksters do judge vanillas a lot. I've done it. I don't understand it, but I don't
1: necessarily think I think less of it. Um, Dave discloses to Melanie that he wants to propose to Megan as part of the room reveal. See, this is where my daughter yeah. got hooked in. And then she went nuts. Right. And we also, Megan does her own disclosure. She's got alopecia and she takes off her wig. Which I was not expecting. No, that, that was a damn good wig. Yeah, it floored me too. Um, and it leads to a whole discussion about how she has some different wigs. And she would like to incorporate role play Into their space
0: And I, you know A lot of people Don't really uh, Put that with kink It can be kinky Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily Like vanillas do that Yeah They had a whole thing With that on uh, Desperate Housewives When uh, The one lady The married couple She got cancer And then she had A couple of different wigs And then she got mad At her husband For preferring The alternate personality (laughs) With the wig That one cracked me up But anyway No I thought uh, What was her what was, um, Megan's Megan? alternate personality was Veronica, right? Something like that. Or Victoria. Something with V. It was Victoria. Yeah. And when she came out wearing that Black Widow outfit, I was like, damn! I am. All right. On to episode five. Different kind of family
1: room. In this episode, we get to see the Polly family's space. Mm-hmm. And oh, are these people excited. Oh my God. Oh my All God. Six of seven of them. Exactly. All six and the seven. (laughs) We got to see the huge shower, which is going to allow for water sports. They even focused on the drain thing. Sorry had wanted the drain. Sorry was really into that
0: drain. (laughs) Arturo got to
1: see his silly little cubby room to be a peeping Tom. I just thought that one could have been done better.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, We got the huge bed and everybody jumped up for a big cuddle puddle for it. It was, they were very pleased. They were funny. Sorry was hysterical.
0: Sori is obviously the linchpin in that Well yeah they talked about how they had
1: all met And it all came back to Mm Sori I like the story about the gun They had met up to go On like a a hiking group And they had met He had come over to pick her up so they could go hiking And she's like I'm not in the mood can we just cuddle And so he did And now he's Polly Yeah, (laughs) It's like okay (laughs) All right, so now Melanie takes Megan and Dave Shopping And they go to a tantric specialist who works with them on coming up with some different sexual positions. They look at what they call the tantric chair, which you and I know is the liberator. Right. Right. And they even provided an explanation of how the whole concept of the chair came to be.
0: Listen, if we could. Oh, I also knew that one. And then uh, that was not just Dirty Birdie that had one. I think Catherine the Great had one, too.
1: I think we've had kinky fucksters forever. We should do kinky history.
0: I want that. It's, I know.
1: I'm working on it. God damn! I'll could, add it to my to-do list for my vacation. That should be my birthday episode. Well, I don't know if we're going to happen. Instead of that, humiliation. will try. Okay. All right. Um, so the, they also expanded their room designs to include a hot tub on an outdoor deck. Oh, which I was losing my mind about. Right? Um, as we started the reveal for this episode, we started the reveal for this episode. We, it showed that Melanie put some floggers up. Which I was really surprised considering they had made it crystal clear they were not kinky and they didn't want to kink space. No. So I'm not sure why Melanie felt the need to. She put floggers in every
0: single room, I swear to God.
1: Right. Um, And then as we stepped outside and saw the spa, that's where the episode ended. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also want to mention just real quickly, we also got a brief glimpse into our next couple, Betty and Brody. I love them. Okay. Now, Betty and Brody, that's not their actual names. Those are their performer names. Because they are burlesque dancers. Well, she is. Betty well, is. Drag. Betty is a is a burlesque dancer. And Brody does drag. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll be honest, confused me.
0: Because I'm pretty sure Brody's trans. Uh, I saw Brody as more of a non-binary. Perhaps. But I, I'm I'm sure
1: it works out. And I'm just... I, think, I just don't know how because I haven't been exposed yet. Well, I
0: think Brody was non-binary. That was what I got. And then in the next episode... Brody does drag King yeah. So they explain they want their room to be a place where they
1: can get ready together and sh- and shed their daytime personas into their performer personas. All right All episode right. six. see it gets a little faster as we move along because yeah well, this is where I started taking more notes. Oh there I' oh, see I took less. All right so episode six is what's your stripper name? <laughs> yes we get the room reveal for Megan and Dave. We work some more on Betty and Brody and then we are introduced to Wima and Jesse. I really took good notes. Yes,
0: you did. Did you see how Wemo was spelled?
1: I did. And if you look at my notes, you will see that next to my writing her name, I put W-E-E-M-A. So I would know.
0: (laughs) I thought that was how it was spelled at first. And then I was looking at the captions and I was like, wait a minute. That's awesome. I turned on the captions specifically for this episode because I'm like, how do you pronounce that? How do you like yeah no it was fascinating but anyway um so betty and brody is kind of an interesting one for me because our one of our friends in the patron group she specifically told me that i would love this one okay she goes you if you don't watch any of the rest of them you have to watch the the hollywood couple all right i was like okay so and that's betty and brody that's betty and
1: brody well we we start off the episode of course with megan and dave seeing their deck set up and dave proposing and of course megan says yes and not much else to really tell about that like we knew she was going to say yes or else they wouldn't probably have aired it right yeah so back to betty and brody now betty has kink experience and wants to introduce brody to it uh they mentioned rope specifically so melanie does take the two to learn shibari
0: And they gave a little brief history of the shibari, too. Right. And for just those who know, what we
1: do here in the United States is really not technically shibari. uh, But people like to use that terminology. If you want to learn more about that, check out Midori. She's got some great content on it. Um, We watch a rigger tie up a rope bottom. And Melanie points out the spacey face of the bottom. Now, Melanie asks questions of the rope bottom. I can only assume all of that was pre-negotiated because normally you don't interrupt scenes to ask questions. Right. So we're going to have to go on the assumption that this was pre-negotiated. I'm not really sure I like the bottoms response though either. So Melanie had asked, how does all this feel? And the rope bottom talked about how it hurts, but then you get into subspace and it all feels good. Um, I've done many, 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 many rope suspension scenes. Some hurt,
0: some don't at all. Well, maybe that was what she specifically liked about it was pushing through the pain to the point where it didn't hurt anymore. And, but I just wish she would have
1: mentioned that because now she
0: gives the impression that rope suspension is Hurts. going to hurt, but you'll hit subspace and then it will all feel good. So that in my mind kind of fucked with me a little bit because you know my issues with rope. Yeah. I don't like it. And I was like, well maybe that's my problem. Maybe I need to push through that to get to the place where Rara has this rapturous face on look on her face. I'm like, I've always wanted that, but I don't like the pain. The first person that I started tying with, there was a lot
1: of rope used and there was zero pain because of the way he tied me and the way I was suspended. Now when simple beauty and I would do stuff, yes, sometimes there would be pain, but it wasn't even that I had hit subspace. And then the pain would go away. Like I would have to hit, I would have a little bit of pain as I was being lifted. But then as soon as I turned and the next rope was added, the pain would go away. So it had nothing to do with subspace. And so I don't like the fact that there's this implication that it's going to hurt. And I don't like this implication that you will hit subspace. Because as we know, you
0: won't. You don't. There's no guarantee. It depends on you. And if you like rope, like clearly that was her jam. But I, that's not ever going to be a thing for me. So, yeah. Um, the rigor is teaching Brody
1: how to tie up Betty. And I love that Betty talks about the joy she feels and how Brody talks about the experience of the trust. So Brody was enjoying tying her up because they enjoyed how
0: much um, Betty trusted them. And And that was a kitty feeling to them. That's it's beautiful. And that's a lot of why I dom too, because the trust that that person has to give to me in order to, to work on this, it's, it's everything. And when they untied Betty after this little mini scene, they
1: showed the two of them rolling on the floor and embracing and the love and happiness between the two of them. Like I just smiled and I was like, Oh, it was so sweet. It was so evident. Um, We got to reveal their room and it looked
0: perfect for them. They were. Oh, oh my God. I was. Betty was crying. She was so happy. She was. I loved her outfits. Holy shit. She's like the two of them together. And they were so cute in the beginning. They were like, well, if you're not matching, you're not doing it right. Right. I was like, oh, my God.
1: Okay, Yeah. Their room was less a sex room and more of a vanity area that also happened to have some hard points. Well,
0: their big thing was exhibitionism and voyeurism of each other. They both liked showing off to each other, so it, like that counts. That's kink. It's just not necessarily sex. Yeah, which is what I liked about it.
1: They were cute. They were they so were adorable. Cute. Oh my god, I loved them. After Sorry and Lester, they were my next favorite.
0: I I kept getting more favorites as the as the thing progressed. And one of them surprised me.
1: Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear who that is. So I can <laughs> guess. All right. So next we're int- And so, as I said, we also were introduced to Wema and Jesse. They missed the, the constant passionate sex that they used to have at the beginning of their relationship. And I think part of that was because Wema had lost that sexy feeling. She actually used to strip mm-hmm. and pole dance to pay off college. And she did. And she did. She described it as liberating and fun. And at, and it was the time when she felt the sexiest. So Melanie figured maybe we needed to get Weema back in touch with that sexy side. So they took her to the club where Weema used to dance. And she practiced her dancing on the pole. And wow. I don't know if you guys have ever tried it. I took a pole dancing class. It's that hard. That shit is fucking hard. I can't do it. But it was interesting to watch how she changed from when she first started doing... The dancing to the end, she got her sexy back. Yeah, she did. And then we finalized this episode as we see a woman riding uh, out on a farm, a small tractor, whatever you want to call it. was a lawnmower. It. it was a lawnmower. I don't know. I'm a city girl. It was a lawnmower and she was topless.
0: And this is where we end the episode. And, yeah. So this is the episode where I went, man, they're getting a little more brazen with this. They had not shown any of the people... Before this episode with Wima is where it started. They had not showed any of the people unclothed in any way. Well, Wima was clothed, but it was not a lot of material. It wasn't. I mean, it was full (laughs) ass. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there, but, and then as, as you see tractor girl going off into the sunset, she's like, she turns, you can clearly see nipple. Oh, it's Netflix. You can do that. Yeah. But I was like, well this took a turning point in this in this show because that was right there I was like okay now they're starting to get a little more more <laughs> less less clothes more more skin mm, yeah I was like okay all right
1: uh go ahead now we are in episode seven frisky farmers and this is the one that I started this morning oh goodness <laughs> all right so we're gonna get the reveal of Wima and Jesse's room again back to Ungapotchkin. It was a lot. It was a lot. Although I did really
0: like that cage chair. Yeah,
1: I just I as I said I like clean, simpler lines. Melanie would not be your designer. <laughs> well, she'd just have to do it my way. If I hired her, <laughs> she'd have to do it my way. Um, we also got to meet Trisha and Gary. Trisha's our naked lady, our semi-naked lady.
0: Yeah. That was the one that I wrote the
1: most on. I bet. So Trisha and Gary have been together for 17 years, married for 15 or something. They want a sex room because they've dipped their toes into kink and need more privacy away from the kids. Um, I had to laugh because when they were talking about it, Trisha said they dipped to kink and some people would say to extremes. Yeah. That just made me laugh knowing what I do, but it goes to show when it comes to lifestyle, it's all about perception. Right?
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Because let me tell you one thing. For us, that was not extreme. It wasn't. That was But I'm sure
1: compared to their friends and family, it is extreme. And for as much as I think mine's more extreme, there are people who do even more than I do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you haven't
0: done hooks yet.
1: No, I have not. So that's definitely more extreme. It is. But yeah, they have it. They've done bondage. I thought this would make you happy. They've done Electra. That's why
0: I have the most, most written on this one. My first uh, my first thing. Okay, let's see. What's, uh, so first of all, I called it mower girl. <laughs> and I said tits out on the mower was not expecting that. I was like, okay. And then it's uh, I wrote down kink has outgrown their room. They need to go outside. The first thing I said was, damn, they need like a shed or something. And that's what they got—a sex shed. And then Melanie said, "I have it written here." Ah, she said shed, because then I changed it to barn. I was like, "They're on a—they're on a farm. They're gonna need like a barn." And Talk she about said, a she shed. shed. Talk I about a like, she shed. I was like, "Oh my god," she said shed. Well, they had this whole list of all the stuff that they wanted, and Melanie's looking at their room, going, "I can't no, do all that in here." No, no fucking way. So she makes them a shed, and then when they said, "Yeah, we've dabbled in electro play," it went electro play. What? <laughs> And then I said, "Why is the farm my favorite now?" (laughs) And then I wrote, "Oh yeah, it's a farm and electro play." So you have a thing for farms? No. Oh, okay. So so here's here's (laughs) here's where I was getting in. This is why I wrote so many notes on this. I have PTSD about farms. Okay. Okay. Bear with me here. Just, right, I'm just, sitting. Just, Go for on. it. I got to drink some coffee. Go. No, I have PTSD on farms because of college. I, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Stop it. Because I went to school in Ohio and my school, my college was smack in the middle of a cornfield. <coughs> my apartment was across from a cornfield. You couldn't drive two, two shakes down the street without cornfields. Cornfields in the back of my boyfriend at the time's grandparents' house. I mean, there was fucking cornfields everywhere because Ohio, right? I wouldn't know, I've never been. When I first moved there, I'm hauling all my stuff up in my little car, and I call him and I said, Hey, what is this thing? And I like, you know, sent him a picture of it. And he goes, That's a combine. I was like, the fuck is a combine? Because I'm from fucking D.C. I didn't know what this was. So this is, my, this is my PTSD from spending seven years in Ohio making me totally against anything farms. Except now I want to live on a farm because I want chickens and goats and I want to grow my own vegetables. I now have a fucking garden on my deck just in pots. So like naturally, I guess I want to do farm stuff. But my city girl ass is totally bigoted against farms, and I also have PTSD. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Melanie brings the two of them to meet the dominatrix. This part I thought was really interesting, because the first thing she said was maybe you want to explore more DS, more dominance, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. what they said, that she's bossy, and he just does what she tells him. Right. So she goes, oh, we need to explore DS. So go ahead.
1: They, we come to and Gary is tied to a St. Andrew's cross and blindfolded. I have to assume negotiations took place off camera. They had to have. Right. But my biggest issue is the dominatrix tied him up and then walked away into another room where Tricia and Melanie were waiting. Now, I'm sure there had to be a camera room, a cameraman still in there, or maybe a production assistant still with him. But the viewer doesn't know that, and right. I'm worried that the viewer may think it's okay to leave somebody bound and alone
0: and blindfolded. And no, it's not. It's not. You have to have an eye on them, just in case something happens. They can't get out of that. Not cool. Um,
1: Melanie also had them take some very sexy pictures to decorate. Oh, the pictures were phenomenal. The, t- the pictures were amazing whoever she gets to do the photographs is just sick right um, of course we don't get their reveal to the next episode so we meet another couple Heather and Sarah and I again loved that they are showing all different ways of loving so we had a gay couple we had a poly family
0: and now we, we have, the have a non- lesbian couple we had the non-binary had the non-binary right oh my gosh like just everything it was very very inclusive is that part is really good yeah for some reason, they live in a van. Because nomad life, why not? <laughs> and if, they're, if their jobs allow them to, why the fuck not? Well, I don't remember if it was Heather or Sarah, but
1: one of them had to travel for work. I think they're a sports journalist? Yes. Action sports journalist. Right. So it was easier for traveling. And the other one writes music. So... That's the, a work from home job. Yep. Um, they This was quite the challenge for poor Melanie, because how do you turn a van into a sex room?
0: I mean, I knew they were going to tiny house it, but I was like, you can't room an entire house. I've watched tiny houses. This is even tinier than a tiny house. Yeah, no, that was wigging me out. And that poor dog. Right, they've got a dog on top of all that. How are you going to have that kind of dog? It looked like
1: like a bully breed. Well, before Melanie can pull out her ever-famous toys, they show that they have including nipple clamps a strap on harness and vampire
0: gloves oh my god I saw the vampire gloves and I was like oh my god also when she was being all size queen about Melanie's dildo I started (laughs) laughing my ass off I almost snorted my coffee oh not good because she was like that's way too small and she kept repeating that that was way too small I was like damn All right, it's a prop
1: Right. so now we're done with that one we are in our final episode I promise folks there's an end to this Episode eight, single and ready to mingle, right? We get the reveal of Trisha and Gary. Their sex shed was, uh, Melanie managed to fit a lot of shit into that small space.
0: Yeah, she did. And a custom leather sex swing, right? Custom leather sex swing. Oh, no, wait. Was that one also custom leather sex wing? The they one both, on top yeah. of the bed? Okay, yeah. Yeah, the one on top I of the bed. I thought confused they also for had, a second.
1: I don't think it's called a spanking bench. They called it like a pony bench or something. I'm not sure what the difference is. I don't know Unless either. it's like a spanking, it's a certain position spanking
0: bench. I don't know. But she managed to include all of this like f- down home farm, modern farmhouse ho- yes. style into this. It was, I mean, not my
1: taste city girl that I am, but Melanie, uh, Melanie really made something that Trisha and Gary
0: loved. And she I guess
1: that's ultimately the important part. She put part. fucking shiplap
0: in it. What? Oh god. Okay. You never actually watched Chip and Joanna Gaines show, did you?
1: I don't watch them. Okay. No. It was good. I watched the the brothers, the tall brother people. Oh yeah,
0: they're great too. Yeah. They but- don't
1: they don't do farm
0: Oh no, I I liked that style But like shiplap was a big thing in there So anyway, she managed to include that And I was like, holy crap, okay Then we spend some more time Going over the struggles of poor
1: Melanie Trying to figure out how to fit everything in the van When we we get introduced to our last person And it's not a couple, it is a person Her name is Lisa She's divorced after being married for 22 years She feels now empowered as a woman in her 50s To make her own sexual decisions she sort of implied that sex in her marriage was eh and she wants to make up for lost time she's got an indoor outdoor space that she wants converted yeah and I love they have a noisy uh, a, a no- the nosy neighbor no, thank you I can't speak a nosy neighbor who, I can relate yeah who just knows everything that's going on now here's what interesting so Lisa doesn't care for toys she's got her two fingers and they've served her well
0: yeah so when Melanie takes is her to is like toys Melanie's like What, 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 what?
1: What? You don't like toys? What the fuck, woman? Like, that's the impression Melanie gave.
0: (laughs) My favorite part was when the nosy neighbor was looking in and talking and stuff. And Melanie was like, just this face. Like, what the fuck? Get out. (laughs) She's like, I have
1: got to build this woman a wall. Right. So she takes Lisa shopping at a sex shop because let's screw the fact that Lisa said she doesn't need them. Um, And Melanie's going to decide she's going to bring in a bunch of toys into that room. Regardless of Lisa's wishes, Um, we get to the van reveal and Melanie managed to pull it off. She really.
0: Well, she incorporated uh, the people that actually build tiny, like custom tiny houses, those two guys. And again, with the whole consent thing, that one poor guy started blushing as soon as she mentioned she needs a hard point for a sex swing. Yeah. And he goes. Do do we do you need us to source the sex swing? And she goes, "Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 that will not be you." And he's like, "Oh, like you the look in his yeah. face was, "Oh, thank God." She incorporated stuff on top of the van.
1: So there were restraints up on top of the van. There's like a little awning that mm-hmm. comes out from the van, and so the sex swing could be outside. She did a great or job. Or she also put the hard point inside the van so on inclement weather they could do that. It, it I don't know how she pulled it off. And God knows I could never live that in no. a van like that.
0: And she, there was a dog bed in there too. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. So that was a big thing. Um, okay. I want to go back one quick thing. Yes. This is probably the part that pissed me off the most about Mike the contractor.
1: <laughs> you had issues with Mike.
0: Yeah. I had a lot of issues with Mike. when When she pulled out the deluxe electro kit. I started laughing. First of all, I know that's, what's that's deluxe. I was like, okay, <laughs> I know you guys so I was like, where'd you get it from? Cause now I want to go check out where you got this from and their website and everything. But I'm looking at it and Mike, she tries it. She wants to try it on Mike and Mike is not wanting to, but the line he says, is it going to hurt? I'm like, no, it's not going to hurt. And I've heard this from everybody. Is it going to hurt? No. And then I get, and then he says, if, if this thing makes me pee myself, I'm going to be mad. And I'm like, why would you pee yourself? Why would you get that impression? Anyway, yeah, that irrit- he irritated me. Yeah. Um, we get
1: the reveal of Lisa's room. Melanie added restraints, which I thought
0: was interesting because Lisa's response was,
1: I don't know what I would do with
0: that. Yeah. So... There was that... That square looking thing that was restrained. I was like, oh. Well, it's like Lisa doesn't.
1: So there seems to be no education for poor Lisa as to what to do with it. It seems to be no interest from Lisa as to having it.
0: No, she's probably going to take it down off right? the wall.
1: There would be tons of vibrators and dildos. I'd be really curious to know if Lisa ever actually used them. Right. She did seem to like the butt table. Yeah, she did like the butt table. um But that was it. I mean, Lisa's part was really quick and and short. And then of course we ended up with words of wisdom from all the different which I skipped couples. completely. Um and just that's how it ended.
0: Yeah, you want to know what my big takeaway was from the uh, van people? Yeah. You put a condom on the banana. Well, yeah. But apparently you don't put it on a cucumber. No, you could put a condom on a cucumber. <sighs> rah, rah. Did you? No, I didn't have any condoms. Okay. I was so- married but that's but that's what I was looking at. I was like, oh, she said put a condom on it. I'm going to have to mention that to Rock Rock. <laughs> um, so I know
1: this was a long episode, guys. But there, yeah. a, we haven't done a long episode in a while. So we were due. Uh, as to whether or not you should watch it, why not? It's cute. It's fun. Maybe it'll give you ideas for things you want to incorporate in your dungeon or sex room. But take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but remember, this was a show by Vanilla's. Four vanillas.
0: It's um it's the design version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: if you have any other shows or movies that you would like us to watch and I am, review. I am not watching three sixty five. Yeah. No. We'll see. If we get enough people who want us mm. to, there's also a second one. We could watch both of them. No. I've actually watched three sixty five. But that's beside the point but if you have anything you would like us to watch and review please let us know send us a message uh. <laughs> and if we get enough people who want 365 we'll make dar do it so Don't i'm just saying because now they're going to yeah i'm just saying folks
0: Ugh. <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us today If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us.
1: Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and Fat Life, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other Pink Kinksters.
0: If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com.
1: Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review pink kink podcast on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. The five star reviews really help us.
0: And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.